This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to a breakdown of the Attitude Era show. It is Monday morning. September 25th, 2023, I am Vince Russo and you are not. Today we are going to be looking at Season 6, Episode 21, May 25th, 1998. Man, guys, I got to tell you, um, this show, this Raw episode, is the Monday before the over the edge pay-per-view. And I got to tell you, bro, what a build to the pay-per-view. Um so many things, bro, happen in this show to drive you to that uh over the edge pay-per-view. You know, bro, people don't understand we are talking back at a time where there were two wrestling companies and pay-per-views were like 50 bucks a pop. So if you were a kid, if you were a teenager, if you were a college student, a lot of these people, bro, could only choose one out of the two pay-per-views, man. They just could not afford to shell out $100. And obviously, at the time, WCW was kicking our ass. And um, they were probably the favored to get your 50 bucks uh, that particular month. But I got to tell you, man, this show was balls to the wall trying to steal that $50 away from the uh, WCW Nitro customer. The show opens with Vince, Gerald Briscoe, Pat Patterson, and a couple of cops. Coming out to the ring right off the bat, JR is telling us that Over the Edge is this a Sunday. Vince publicly congratulates Jerry and Pat for a fine job they did last week. But he says uh, most of the praise needs to go to him because he drained the venom from the rattlesnake's poisonous head. And then Vince says, and this is going to be very key. This is what, what guys where I mean, writing is very, very important. Vince says, I assaulted Stone Cold Steve Austin and got away with it. On those lines, bro, we get the breaking of the glass, the great Jim Johnson. Uh, here comes Steve Austin. Huge Huge pop from the crowd. Austin tells Vince, you are the world's dumbest uh, son of a bitch. And, bro, there was a little ad lib there, which popped me huge. Uh, Briscoe was standing a little too close to Austin. And Austin looked at Briscoe and says, uh, uh, step back, jackass. <laughs> And that was 1,000% ad-libbed. And the look on Jerry and Steve's face, man, these guys were really tight, bro. Um, you know, Steve was really tight with Briscoe. And uh, a lot of the stuff they did in the ring, bro, was just to make uh, each other pop. 
And uh, I could tell without a shadow of a doubt that's what that was intended to do. Uh, Vince says, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Austin then tells the cops to cuff Vince McMahon. He just admitted to assaulting me. And the cops proceed to handcuff Vince, Jerry, and uh, Pat. And uh, (laughs) this was another inside line that freaking Steve loved. You see him use this all the time when he says to Vince, how do you like that hot shot? He loved using hot shot. Um, man, I, I'm, I, I know that came from somewhere. I know Steve got hot shot from someplace and I'm sure he could tell you in a heartbeat, but I cannot remember. Um, Patterson and Briscoe are then arrested for obstruction of justice. Uh, Austin opens up a beer and dumps the beer all over Vince and Vince is absolutely 1000% selling his ass off bro so obviously man we got a hot opening to the show going to the pay-per-view on sunday i had to pop on jr's line when he said austin just did what the federal government could not do and that means that austin had uh, vince arrested from there bro we go to doa against lod there is no sunny um, and I'm thinking at this point in time, the sunny experiment is over, you know, and like I said, bro, a lot of times, man, it's not creative. It's contractual. It's things that are going on behind the scenes. I can't tell you, um, why, uh, we stopped putting sunny out there with LOD. I, I honestly can't, bro. I can't remember if I could, I would tell you, but. This is the week that Legion and Doom is supposed to have a partner so they could take on uh, the uh, DOA. And uh, Hawk introduces the new partner, Puke. Bro, it was a lame intro. There was no response. I am the first one to say, bro, I am the first one to say, you got to build up these people before you bring them out. And that's why I could tell you something must have happened with Sonny. And then we figured we, we'd slide draws in there. But when it is not the proper buildup, bro, it is going to suck. And it is going to be like a fart in church. And that's exactly what this was. Has nothing to do with draws, bro. Nobody knew who he was. Uh, he, you know, he came out. He tried to hurl on the bike. Vince used to love that shit, bro. If you guys saw that behind the mat. You know, Vince making draws puke in a freaking bucket. Like, give me, give me a break, bro. We shoot back to the uh, backstage, bro, and they're putting Vince in the squad car. Um, ac- actually, bro, I think when uh, I think when um, when draws comes out, I think before we start the match, we go to a break and we still show McMahon. He's back there in the squad car. Austin is telling them what to do with Vince. He's giving them direction. So we are obviously, bro, keeping that story alive. We We just did not take Vince from the ring, and he was gone. We're uh, obviously using that as a thread throughout the show. We come back, and we have draws over change 
uh, uh, chains. Uh, this was the obvious finish, bro, because it's the first time we're introducing draws and you want to get them over. A big brawl ensued following that. But like I said, bro, I'll be the first one to say this was a shit way to intro draws. It wasn't fair to him. There should have been a build. But the fact that Sonny's out and Draws is in tells me that this was probably a last-minute change because probably something happened with Sonny. We go back to the back, and uh, Vince is still fighting the arrest, and I popped huge at the line. You can't arrest me. I'm Vince McMahon, damn it. Vince is so good in these scenes. And Patterson and Briscoe as the bumbling stooges. This is just really, 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 really entertaining stuff. We then go to a match with Owen Hart against Dan Severn. Uh, This was a very, very, very interesting matchup. Severn had the match won, but then the nation hits the ring and they get heat on Dan Severn. From there... Um, we have a uh, edge vignette. Oh my gosh, bro! Um, <laughs> and this part of the show was all Vince. If there was ever any question of who was writing these shows, all you gotta look at is the next segment. Because, bro, I I sincerely doubt. If Vince McMahon even knew who Howard Stern was, I would be surprised if Vince McMahon knew who Howard Stern was. He certainly did not know who Crackhead Bob and Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf was. I did, bro. I was a huge fan of the Stern Show. Bro, this is 1998. The Stern Show is huge. Now, bro, keep in mind, man, I first found Stern in 83 at WNBC. So I had been listening to Stern for 15 years, and I had seen the growth uh, that turned into the phenomena of the Howard Stern show. So I was very, very, very familiar with the Whack Pack. And here, Jackal comes out with Crockett, Crockett Bob, and Hank the angry drunken dwarf. Why do I why 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 is that such a tongue twister for me? Hank the angry drunken dwarf. There you go. And bro, I got to tell you. This was no work. This dude Hank in the freaking green room drinking like nonstop, bro. Nonstop, bro. This was a shoot with Hank. Both of these guys, bro, have since passed away. But you know me, man. I am a mark for characters, bro. And these two dudes were characters. Um, uh, Basically, uh, Hank, uh, Crackhead Bob, bro, they got huge, huge pops. People knew who they were from the Stern Show. So then Jackal Bro uh, brings out his parade of human oddities. He brings out Princess uh, Luna, Galga, and uh, 
a big giant who, who had no name, bro. Uh, Jackal introduced him as the biggest man in the world. Uh, they all turn and they all hug Jackal that he has now embraced these oddities that the world has belittled, the world had has made fun of. This is very David Koreshish. Bro, I always I always saw Jackal as a David Koresh character. And this is exactly what we're portraying here. You know, all these misfits in life that had been made fun of, uh, that had been bullied, a jackal is now going to take them under his wing and guidance. Um, and that's what we're seeing here. So in the, and Galga, bro, the thought behind Galga, for those of you that don't know, Galga was John Tenta, uh, Earthquake, uh, under the mask who needed a hood. <sighs> under the mask who needed a job. Um, and uh, this is what they put him in. Vince thought it was absolutely hysterical to have a wrestler who was a hunchback. And because he is a hunchback, you cannot pin him. I found out years later from my good friend Al Snow that this was not an original idea. They had done, done this somewhere before. Um, but, uh, bro, this is, t- listen, man, I'll admit it. Maybe I was the only one laughing, but I don't care, bro. You can call this one of the perks of the job. We've got Gogger against uh, Thrasher, and Crackhead Bob is on color with JR. Um, and this is priceless, bro. This is freaking priceless. I got to give JR all the credit in the world because he 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 probably thought some of this is the stupidest shit. Why am I doing it, doing this? But I got to give JR credit, man. He went along with this and he was freaking hysterical. Uh him with Crackhead Bob on color was hysterical. And uh, Jackal has a very important line here where he says, I know I'm in the corporate doghouse. And he was. Jackal had a lot of heat in the back. I've spoken about this numerous times. He knew he had a lot of heat in the back. And here he's saying, I know I'm in the corporate doghouse. And then um, and then he basically says, due to your sick sick." Sick society, this equals ratings. And yes, bro, that's what this was all about. The Stern Show, bro, getting the Howard Stern Show rub. Because not only did people know who these guys were, not only was the show wildly popular, but bro, obviously, you hope this is discussed on the Howard Stern Show. That's what you're really looking for, bro. You're looking for, uh, you know, Baba Booey to bring this to Howard's attention. And then the next five minutes, they're talking about the WWE and Raw. That's how things are done. We then see a shot of Al Snow in the crowd trying to stay incognito. He's wearing a uh, cowboy hat and head has a cowboy hat. Great, great, great stuff with Al Snow. From there, bro, we have a match with uh, 
Jeff Jarrett, uh, Tennessee Lee, and Vader. And, bro, I swear, JR, man, he's shooting. JR basically says Vader doesn't look in condition. So I guarantee you, bro, as head of talent relations, JR had had this conversation with Vader. And this is probably why Vader was not used or maxed out to his full potential. JR alludes to something going on back in the locker room. And then basically we find out that Mr. McMahon will be released by the cops if he meets Stone Cold Steve Austin's conditions. That is a hook, bro. That is a hook. During this match with Double J Invader, that is a hook. What what are Stone Cold Steve Austin's conditions? I have no idea, bro. I, I, I couldn't even remember. From there, bro, something very, very, very interesting. Kane does a run-in. Without a blackout, bro. There was no blackout. There was no Kane music. Kane does a run on, a running, gets big time heat on Vader because, as you know, Vader and Kane are going to over the edge on Sunday. From there, we go back to the back. And uh, <laughs> Austin with these lines, bro, freaking, freaking phenomenal. Bro, these are the nuances that I always talk about. And I don't know, bro, maybe I'm the only one that gets them. I don't know. But these are the nuances that I'm talking about. Uh, Austin first makes Vince apologize, makes him apologize twice. Then Austin basically says, I accept his apology. He's a good kid. Uh, Just phenomenal stuff. Um, Vince Patterson and... uh, Briscoe are now uh, uh, let out of the handcuffs. Um, But we're going to find out, bro, that there is one more stipulation that we're going to find out in a few minutes. Um, Vince then goes to the ring, and we find out that the stipulation is, since Vince is the guest referee in Over the Edge in the match with uh, Dude Love and Austin, then Austin gets to appoint somebody to watch over Vince to make sure that Vince calls the match down the middle. Man, the layers, the layers we are adding to this pay-per-view. This this is great, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. This is really good selling and good promotion and good marketing. Trying to get people, man, you're going to have to get this pay-per-view. But Austin gets to pick. Um, somebody that will be watching over Vince and make sure that is there is no shenanigans and he calls the match right down the middle. And Vince makes it clear there is not a WWE superstar on this roster who can intimidate me. Then Vince now gets a little comeuppance on Austin. Because he books right here tonight on this show, later on tonight, Steve Austin will be taking on The Undertaker. Um, Huge pop from the crowd. From there, bro, we go to a shot at DX at a very small airport. 
um, and we find out that there is a mission, and somebody must get in one of these play one of these planes and uh, play out the mission, bro. I I did not produce this stuff. I don't know if it was Bruce. I don't know who it was, bro. But this stuff was really funny, man. This was DX at its uh, absolute best. So we find out, bro, they're at an airport. There's some kind of uh, flying assignment involved. And we will go back to this to find out more. From there, uh, we go to Al Snow, who is now coming over the rail and going towards JR, still wanting to, uh, I'm sorry, the, Jerry Lawler, still wanting to see Vince McMahon. From there, we go to Taka Mishinoko against Tojo. Taka goes over, Kai and Tai gets heat, uh, and we make it clear he's getting the, they're getting the heat because Bradshaw is not there tonight. Another inside joke, bro, that popped me huge. Whoever produced this stuff at the airport did a great job. Um, We're at the airport. They're now arguing who gets to fly the plane. Um, Road Dog thinks it should be him since he was a war veteran, and that is 1,000% a shoot. He was a war veteran. Uh, He refers to Billy as Rockabilly, uh, an old, very, very bad character. Uh, that Billy Gunn had assigned to him. Billy Gunn pops. This was very, 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 very entertaining. Um, from there, bro, we go back to the arena. We find out Triple H is going to indeed fly the plane. We go back to the arena with uh, Mero and Mark Sable. Uh, Mero has his contract to constantly remind Sable, you are working for me. During the course of this match, Sable gets up on the apron. Referee goes over. This allows Farouk to catch uh, Mero from behind and get the pin one, two, three. So this is the second week in a row that Sable has cost Mero the match. Storyline, bro, continuity. Now Mero uh, is getting really pissed at Sable. And now he basically says to Sable, you find someone that can beat me at over the edge. If I win, you are gone from the WWE forever. But if you, if if your guy goes over, you will be freed of this contract. I don't even remember who gets chosen, bro. I honestly don't. But um, again, bro, we are adding matches with stories and stipulations up to the very last minute, bro. So, man, bro, we are really pushing, really trying to get people to to buy this pay-per-view in a very, 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 very good way. From there, bro, we go to a uh, Pat Patterson package, much like we had the Jerry Briscoe package. And, bro, keep in mind, at this point, Pat Patterson had not come out of the closet He would come out of the uh, closet years later at the WWF house, whatever it was called. But, I mean, bro, we we all knew Pat was gay. You know, no big deal. Everybody knew it. But I had a pop because Vince is narrating this package for Pat. And the first thing Vince says is, 
Pat wasn't always on top. So he's alluding to Pat's homosexuality. Uh, all the boys, everybody at the company got a pop, including Pat himself. But these were the little inside innuendos that I guarantee uh, you did not notice while watching these shows. We then go to DX in a plane and Nitro, bro, is in Roberts Municipal Stadium, bro, in Evansville, Indiana. Yes, bro, where I went to college, where I saw, let's see, who did I see at Roberts Stadium? I saw Sticks and I saw Foreigner, bro, at uh, Roberts Municipal Stadium. Bro, this was a legendary wrestling uh, building. And um, it is it, it has been torn down since um, Roberts Roberts Stadium is no longer in Evansville, um, but uh, Triple H is skywriting with the plane right over Roberts Stadium, promoting his upcoming match with The Rock on the other channel. So again, bro, just very 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 creative ways outside of the box to keep the DX assault on WCW uh, going. From there, bro, we go to Rock against Triple H, and Mark Hendry goes out with Rock. China goes out with Triple H. Um, At a point in the match when there's uh, stuff starts happening with Hendry and China on the outside, China winds up nailing um, Mark Hendry with a chair. Uh, Rock and Triple H are fighting all over the place. It's a count out. We don't have a winner as Rock is going up the stage. Farouk attacks Rock from behind and literally pile drives Rock on the ramp, which was very, very, very impressive and looked very, very good. Um, I I believe that at um, Over the Edge, Rock is scheduled to have a match with Farouk, I believe. From there, bro, we go to the main event, which is going to be Austin, Austin against The Undertaker. However, prior to the match, here comes Mr. McMahon. This was before they had the theme music, bro, No Chance in Hell. McMahon comes down in his referee shirt, bro. He is going to referee the shirt, this the match between Austin and Taker. Uh, Taker comes out, and before the match can start, the Undertaker choke slams Vince McMahon. Bro, you want to see something that is off the charts impressive? After Taker choke slams Vince, he put he picks Vince up and he puts Vince over his shoulder. He's setting him up for the uh, tombstone. Bro, he literally picked up Vince like a sack of potatoes, man. Vince McMahon was a big freaking dude. Taker just freaking picked him up. Looked like he was light as a feather. Uh, put him over his arm and was setting him up for the tombstone. However, before that could happen, Kane comes out. 
and there is a huge, huge fight. Kanan Undertaker fight up into the people. Um, he, uh, here comes Austin. Austin stuns Patterson. Austin stuns uh, Briscoe. Austin then gets Vince McMahon's arms uh, trapped in the ropes. He gets a chair. He's going to nail a helpless Vince with a chair. Here comes Dude Love sliding in with his own chair. Austin turns around. The chairs uh, hit each other. Dude's chair. Austin's chair. Dude Love takes a bump. He's knocked out from the chair shot with Austin. Austin is up. Big pop. People going nuts, bro. Great, 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 great. Go home show. I I do believe, bro, this is going to be one of the best go home shows you will ever see. And like I said, man, you you guys usually know, man, I like going into a pay-per-view with heat. I say that all the time. However, in this case, Austin is up. But now you got two big questions, bro. First of all, how is Austin going to get out of this? He's got the deck stacked against them. Vince is refereeing, Patterson and Briscoe. How in God's name is he going to come out of this uh, pay-per-view, the champion? And also, who is going to be the enforcer? Who is Austin going to pick to make sure that there is no shenanigans and Vince McMahon is going to call this match right down the middle. Bro, this is this is how you sell pay-per-views. I know they're not called pay-per-views today. What do they call? PPLs, bro? Premium? Premium? I don't need PLPs? LPs, bro? Albums? I don't know what it's called. PL, PLLs, I think they're called. Pre, premium Live? I don't even know. Premium PLEs, premium live events. Is that it? A PLEs, bros? Please, please, me to Beatles. I don't know what it is, but this is the way you get there, bro. This is a prime example. This is the way that you get there. Absolutely phenomenal show, man, with every, everybody involved. Bro, listen, I'm proud I was a part of these shows. I really am. Say whatever you want about me. I don't give a shit, man. As a television show, this is about as entertaining as it gets, man. And uh, those of you listening to the show, I appreciate it that you get it. And I really am glad that you enjoyed the shows. That's it, everybody. We'll be back in two weeks. We'll find out what happened over the edge and the aftermath that came with it. Take care, everybody. Have a great, fantastic day. <laughs> 